Hello, thank you for downloading episode 62 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hey, do you want to see the Mark in that Mark and Hal play Charles Dickens? In the new show, The Gospel According to Thomas Jefferson, Charles Dickens, and Count Leo Tolstoy Discord? Well, you can! You can! Just go to ArizonaTheater.org. They will be in Phoenix. You can get tickets and see the brilliant Mark as the brilliant Charles Dickens. Also, our favorite opening act, Carter Parton Rogers, has a show at the Improv Lab on Melrose right here in Los Angeles. That is Saturday, May 21st. Go to carterpartonrogers.com or go to facebook.com forward slash carterpartonrogers to get all the details to get your tickets. And now, without any further ado, here's episode 62 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Team Cap or Team Iron Man? That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Hello, everybody. What is up, my Avengers? I'm so excited, Mark. I know you are. Hal, let me ask you this. Please. Um, and I'm, I'm asking this, this is one of those questions that I'm asking when I fully know the answer to, but our listening audience does not know the answer. Okay. Um, it's going to be a series of questions. Go ahead. Are you excited about seeing Captain America Civil War? Yes. Okay. Second question. Um, are you you are going to see the movie on the first night that it's available? Uh, when is what is going to be? When are you going to see the movie? So the movie releases Friday, May 6th in the United right. States. However, they start showing the movie the evening of Thursday, May 5th. So I Right. Have, so uh, let me ask you this. Go ahead. Are you going to uh an early screening of this movie? Just answer this one question. Okay. What time are you going to see the early screening of this movie? 7 p.m. Great. And what are you going to do when you're done seeing this screening of the movie? I have tickets to a 10 p.m. screening, so I will have <laughs> a half an hour to stretch my legs <laughs> and, oh. and process. No, you know what? I've never... I wanted that whole thing that you could tell I wanted that whole thing to take as long as possible. <laughs> you really inherited the wind did it out. Oh yeah, I was Clarence Darrow holding on to my uh my little straps. And after all the popcorn I'm going to eat, I will die of a busted belly, completing oh, the story. You'll be fine. Wear yeah. sweatpants. <laughs> I will you know, I was talking about this today. Are you familiar with the clothing site Beta Brand? I am not. Beta Brand is like a That's that's for guys who aren't quite the alpha of their friend group. Yeah. All the all the clothing they're doing is just in the testing phase. It just exists yeah. sort of. Um Yeah, let let Ryan Gosling go be the alpha for his team. Yeah. I'll be over here with the Josh Gads and the Jonah Hills wearing Crocs. <laughs> so but Beta Brand is like a a, a stylish clothing site and they, they advertise okay. a lot on Facebook. And the thing I've seen advertised Oh, that's why I've never heard of them. Yeah, oh that's right. You haven't been on Facebook. There are people who ask me when you're going to accept their friend requests, and I say, you know what? Uh, poop in one hand and wish in the other and see which one fills up first. But Beta Brand is a clothing site, <laughs> and they 
they have all this fashionable stuff, but the thing that they advertise the most on Facebook is a, a sweatpants that look like dress pants. So, so to look at the picture, you go, those are, those are totally dress pants, but they're not. They are terrible sweatpants. How? I know where you- No, I if know. your hand was in front of me, I would smack your hand. Here's the thing, say, though. Say, no, how? But Mark, they don't make it for, for the heavier man. It's only made for skinny dudes. Like, skinny dudes are the ones who are going to want to wear sweatpants to work all the time? <laughs> Come on. Know your brand and know your consumer. I would have, Ugh. like, five pairs of the. I would have done the last three years of Thrilling Adventure Hour in nothing <laughs> but sweatpants, a dress shirt, and a jacket. None of you would have known, and I would have been so happy. I would have been so oh. happy. Oh, my God. Just the image of that is so funny to me. <laughs> well, it's like Joseph uh, Joseph Fink, our dear friend, co-creator of Welcome to Night Vale, yes. has blazers, jacket blazers, yeah. made out of sweatpant material yes. that he will throw in a backpack. Uh, and then when he has to do, like, public appearances or when he's performing in the show, he will put on this blazer and it retains its shape miraculously. Yeah, it's a good look. You would not know looking at it. You would it. not know at all until he comes up to you and he goes, oh, yeah, it's made of sweatpants. And you're like, shut up. And yeah. then you touch it and you're like, holy crap. This guy's <laughs> jacket is made of sweatpants. You know who's got it figured out? Planet of Finks has it figured out. Yeah, he sure does. Imagine if you had that jacket and you were wearing sweatpants and everybody thought you were dapper. That's the world I want to live in, Mark. Meanwhile, you're basically Tony Soprano. <laughs> but today we're talking about a different Tony. Yes. See? We're talking. Oh, wow. What a segue. Thank you. Today we are talking about Tony Stark. And our goal today is mm-hmm. so <laughs> let's fill the audience in. How yes. this is the second time we've attempted to record this episode. Yes. The other, the other time we tried to record it was a meandering mess that will never see the light of day. That will never, please don't ask. It will never see the light of day because I thought that Hal was asking. Uh, if I liked, if we, if we were trying to determine whether we liked Iron Man or Captain America better, uh, that's what I thought as a character. Hal was thinking we were going more along the lines of Team Captain or Team uh, Iron Man. Right. We will get into that later in this episode, but we have decided, and I hope that this is uh, acceptable to our suggestor, who was Matthew Birdsey on Twitter, who, whose avatar, we just so we know where he's leaning, is a, a minion from Despicable Me dressed as Captain America. All right. <laughs> I kind of love that. Yeah, soak that in. He will stop he will stop for a banana. <laughs> That's all he does is throws that shield at, at yeah. banana trees. Yeah, and just hoping hoping to knock a, a, a whole bunch of bananas down. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> all right. Let's uh so here's what we have decided to do. Yes. Uh Hal and I uh have set up some criteria for for this topic, we are going to determine, and I hope that, uh, Captain Minion, which is now what I'm going to call you. Yes. I hope Captain Minion, this works out to your liking. <laughs> we are going to determine the best character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Iron Man or Captain America. We're going to take into account the mythology of the Civil War and the, uh, the teams that they create for those, but we're also going to take into account other things. How will you please do the honors 
Yes. Uh, but let, let me note first, uh, some, mm-hmm. some ground rules. Okay. Now, Mark, okay. it's been well established over the course of this podcast that while you enjoy comic book films and enjoy mm-hmm. comic book characters, you are not a huge knowledgeable fan of comic books in general. Would you agree? No. Uh, I would agree. My stack of comic books at home, which I thoroughly enjoy, yes. is no taller than a foot tall at any given time laid flat on the ground. Okay, fair enough. So we're going to keep this to the Marvel Cinematic Universe only. So mm-hmm. this is all about the upcoming Civil War anyway, and all the marketing is, are you Team Cap or are you Team Iron Man? So what we need to do before we can advise you as to which is correct is figure out which is the better character. And that's what we're going to do. We're, we're looking at eight different points of compatibility. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the e-harmony of these characters. Um yes. We've got uh, origin story, then powers, we've got outfit, we've got coolness of the character, we've got their rogues gallery, which are the enemies that they've had throughout the film, we've got their team in the film, so who who has aligned with them, we've got their point of view as a character, and uh, and also the quality of their movies, so who's had the better films? Now, we this there will be crossover here. Because, of course, sure. they have been in both Avengers films together. So mm-hmm. just that's something to keep in mind. But are we ready to start with origin story? Yes. Okay. Uh, I and do, give the brief, Let's give the brief versions of their, each of their individual origin stories. Well, here, here's, here's the thought I had for how we could approach this. Um, okay. It's been pointed out to me, and let me know if you agree. That between those two characters, you are more of a Tony Stark and I'm more of a Steve Rogers. Uh, like I'm a jerk and you're a goody two shoes. Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're like the hip, cool party guy and I'm maybe a little more uptight and right is right. And, and also Steve dresses probably a lot like I would, except for the compression shirts. Like when he's just in a button down and slacks. <laughs> I go, that's pretty smart. I hope those are those beta brand sweatpants he's wearing. Meanwhile, I'm looking at Tony Stark in a silvery, shimmery suit going, oh, yeah, I could get one of those. <laughs> exactly. So um, why don't you take us through Tony Stark's origin story, and I will take right. us through uh, Steve Rogers, and then we'll compare them and choose one that is better. Uh, and I will try to keep this brief. I assume yes. many of our listeners know the origin stories, of but course. if you do not, uh, Tony Stark, the son of Howard Stark of Stark, uh, Industries, mm-hmm. the, uh, a giant corporation that manufactures weapons, among other things, but yes. mostly major weapons. Uh, Tony Stark is now the CEO of the company. Uh, he is kidnapped in the Middle East by a terrorist group, an unnamed terrorist group. And he is forced to create a super weapon. Instead of creating said super weapon, Tony Stark builds himself a suit to escape from the uh, holding where they are keeping him hostage. And in so doing, has met and befriended uh, another character that is in this uh, prison with him who helps Tony to see both the error of his ways as a weapons designer and the redemptive future ahead of him uh, as a superhero using the weapons he has created only for good. 
That's fantastic. It's fantastic. One little Easter egg, because I know people will go crazy about this, is that the terrorist group that kidnaps him has ties to, I think it's the Brotherhood of the Rings. Uh, they're the 13 rings. Which- that's that's the guys that uh, took that ring up to Mount Mordor with uh, one of the seven dwarves, right? Absolutely. That's right. Gollum alert. Uh, okay. <laughs> so now let's switch to uh, Steve Rogers, who's scrawny, asthmatic. Uh, and whose father died in the service of our country in World War One from mustard gas. He's continually trying to enlist because he feels a duty to serve his country. Like that's his his uh, not his right, but just the right thing to do. And that's all he wants is to serve. And he keeps getting rejected over and over again. Meanwhile, his best friend Bucky is off to fight in the hundred first, which was the division that his father was part of. And he winds up being recruited into a secret super soldier program where he becomes the first of what was supposed to be many men who are injected with a serum that takes him to the peak of human physical potential. So he's now stronger, smarter, more resilient, heals faster. Uh, but because it um, enhances what lays dormant inside of you, he goes from being a good guy who can't really do anything physically to a great man who now has the strength to do all the things he's always wanted to do. And he fights bullies really at the at the heart of what he does. So he becomes a World War II hero. And then later on, after being frozen in ice and being thought out of it, he becomes the leader of the Avengers. Um, before we launch into which is better, right? Let me just say kudos to Chris Evans for landing the role whose one requirement is you have to look like the absolutely perfect physical human specimen. <laughs> is that everybody's like, good job, Evans? <laughs> and then there's like all these all these like pictures and tabloids of him helping old ladies across the street, yeah. saving people from like shark attacks in the ocean. Like this guy really is a superhero. So good on you, Chris Evans. We're yeah. big fans over here. Every Chris Evans headline is like Chris Evans saves burning orphanage, penis grows three inches. Yes. Like <laughs> he's just he's- Meanwhile, the best Robert Downey Jr. can hope for is Robert Downey Jr. still sober. <laughs> but we did not make the actors themselves a criteria. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is among my favorite, favorite actors of all time. He has his demons from the past. Let's not uh, hold that against him. No, no, not at um, all. They're, they're two brilliant actors who are yes. perfectly cast in their role. I mean, if you – like we purposely didn't make one of the criteria who's better in performing the role because they're both right. so great and so perfect that it would be unfair to try and pick one over the other. It would be pointless. But let's get back to the topic at hand, which yes. is the origin story. Let's do it. Uh, if I may, I am a Tony St- – I'm I'm always going to lean Tony Stark. Okay. I love Tony Stark. He's one of my all-time faves. Okay. Uh, but as far as origin stories go, um, redemption from his cellmate aside, Tony's story is a – is one of self-preservation and uh, – and, Steve Rogers, Captain America's story is one of pure selflessness. So I feel like in the origin story realm, Captain America has this one hands down. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I would agree with you. I do, I do want to say in defense and I, I lean more towards, uh, Cap 
although I love Iron Man, and I think there's something interesting about his story where when his when Tony Stark's back is to the wall, he immediately goes into a problem solving mode, and maybe his solution isn't always the perfect one, as we find out later on in in other movies where he essentially creates Ultron with good intentions, but winds up almost destroying the world because of it. Um, he's he's a scrappy, inventive guy, so he invents the arc reactor which is the little glowing thing in his chest that powers the suit mm-hmm. out of necessity. It didn't exist before. It was a giant machine that he figured out how to shrink down in the worst of all possible conditions. And his goal and ultimately his his cellmate uh, risk, not risks but gives his life to help Tony escape by buying him time. But Tony's intention is to take is to take his cellmate with him. He's he's a good guy deep down underneath all of the jerk exterior that he exudes so right even with that in mind I-, I agree with you the story of of how steve rogers became captain america is i, I think it's a-, a better story especially in the films to see to see him scrawny and still unwilling to back down when that bully is beating him up in the alley because steve rogers is the one who stood up to him in a movie theater and and his unwillingness to go down is no matter how many times he gets hit, he gets back up and famously says, I can do this all day, which is then repeated in the trailer for Civil War. Mark, how many times are you going to go see this movie? You've got to just go see it over and over and over again, right? Let's go see it uh, right now. Can't we? Uh, can't we go? I'll probably see it when it comes to HBO. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. Whatever. Uh. All right, Are me and me and all of the moms. <laughs> Are you going to go to? Have you ever been for not not all of the moms? The moms from my neighborhood growing up that never cared about any of the movies that we wanted to see. <laughs> oh no, no, Coming America. It'll come to ABC. I'll watch it when it's on ABC. <laughs> Coming America. That's what they would probably <laughs> think it was. Do you, have you ever been to like a mommy screening at a movie theater? No, I'm not a mommy. I'm not allowed in. Right. But, but are you familiar with these? Well, you could go with you if you like bosom buddy your way in. <laughs> you and I are going to go as Peter Scolari and Tom Hanks in full drag just so that we can see the early Zootopia. Uh, yeah, I, I want to do that just so one of us can throw oranges in the air behind us and the other one catch it in a paper bag. <laughs> I, ever since uh, I saw the opening of Bosom Buddies, that is all like I just – who is all the person you do? in my life that I can do that with? And maybe it's you. I haven't done it with anybody yet. Oh my gosh, Hal, let's go do the orange thing. Okay, we're going to do it. I loved Bosom Buddies as a kid, which probably made my parents concerned. (laughs) Because all you did was talk about their ensembles, and they were like... Yeah, "Mm." because I'm like, ugh, he's wearing those shoes and carrying that purse. Could you imagine? All right. If you did that show now, it wouldn't be weird, It's because it's fine. Yeah, you know what I mean? totally like, fine. And there's a lot of stuff that back in the day, it's like, isn't this hilarious? Like, look at this. Black people who are rich. The Jeffersons. <laughs> oh, like, what? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so getting back to it, though, for, for origin story. <laughs> see, I went from the best segue of the episode to the worst segue of the episode. Yeah, you um, really did. Cap- so uh, origin story goes to Cap. Yes. Origin story goes to Cap. Which would you like to approach next, Mark? Uh, let's go with, cause I think I know who's going to win this one. This is pretty easy. Uh, let's go with outfit. Come on. Yeah. I, I mean, come on. Yeah. 
Captain America, you've got a really cool retro kind of thing going on right. for the pinup fans in the first movie. And then you have the cool functional version. But here's what it doesn't do. Shoot energy bolts, fly, <laughs> fit into a suitcase. <laughs> Or a watch? Doesn't he have a version that like comes out of his watch now? He do- in the in the trailer you see him at least get the glove out of his watch. He's got some form of it on him at all times. Plus, Where is how thin is this metal? It's 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 very thin. This is this is comic book science. You have to remember, comic book all science right. is like it was like a it was like Deus Ex Machina clothing. <laughs> it really is. Like Tony Stark can just, oh, oh, I've fallen out of a plane. I hope my clothes come save me. Well, yeah. Like, like it, yeah, this guy wins for best outfit, hands down. In the, in that first Avengers, when he gets thrown out the window and he has the bracelets on. Yeah. And the thing deploys, it goes to him and then latches on because it has the right, the, the barcodes on his bracelets. And in the comics, and I know we're not going to get too much of the comics, just as an example of like, mm-hmm. we'll just figure, we'll just invent some clothing. Uh, Mr. Fantastic of the Fantastic Four is the inventor of the unstable molecule. The unstable molecule is something you can have in clothing and it conforms to your powers, which is why his outfit stretches, why the human torch can, can flame on and flame off and not be naked afterwards. The invisible right. girl goes invisible with it. So that's used to explain away like, so you can't watch it go, well, actually, uh, if you were to burst into flame, your clothing, unless it was laced with asbestos, would disappear. So what's that called? Fan schooling? Yes. Is that, is that, is that actually a term? There's a thing I, and I want to give a shout out. I just watched the, uh, the riff track for, um, is it, is a singular, is it singular riff track? Do you guys know riff tracks? <laughs> oh, why am I sure. asking? So yeah, if you don't, you should. Um, riff tracks are, uh, Bill Corbett, Kevin Murphy, and Mike Nelson, uh, famously of Mystery Science Theater, doing what they did on Mystery Science Theater in MP3 form. Yeah. Uh, you get them, you download them, you watch movies, and I watched the Star Wars, uh, Phantom Menace, not Phantom Menace, um, Force, Force Awakens. Yeah. Uh, a, last night or a couple nights ago. And, uh, I don't even remember where I was going with this. Oh, he, that was the phrase that he used. He said, uh, uh, it, it's fan something. Fans, fans, it's like oh, fan schooling. Fan splaining? Fa- no, not fan splaining. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it feels like, right? Like you're like somebody's yeah. fan splaining it to you. I do like that fan splaining and mansplaining. Those phrases end the same, and the action begins the same, which is with the word "uh." Actually, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So outfit, outfit definitely goes outfit one hundred percent. Is Iron, Iron Man. Man, Tony Stark. And so many different versions of it, too. I mean, he can go into space with it. He can go underwater with it. Like, yeah, he's, he's, he's basically Jason. <laughs> he's, oh, Jason Voorhees? Yeah. Jason went to space. Jason went to hell. Jason stayed at the camp. Jason, <laughs> didn't he do like Pig in the City? Wasn't that him? Yes. He went to, um, Man- he did do Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jason takes Manhattan. They, uh, they both have been to camps. You're right. Yeah, I didn't realize it. I didn't realize Iron Man was basically the Jason, and his suit probably goes when it's coming off. Yeah, it does anything you. It's, it plays anything you wanted to play. There's an MP3 player in there. Right now, he's got the riff track for uh, Star Wars. <laughs> um, by the way, I'd like to point out uh, while we're b- between topics that yeah. when Hal and I, when Hal first mentioned doing this episode to me, I said. Wait, aren't Iron Man and Captain America just the Marvel versions of Batman and Superman? Why don't we just play that one again and drop in uh, the name Batman over <laughs> Iron Man? I mean, 
it's rich billionaire industrialist builds suit that protects him and <laughs> fights crime versus guy who is uh, stronger than any other human who wants to do good and frequently stands in front of an American flag. <laughs> right? Photo op friendly. It's true. Yeah. Same, you know. Similar colors too. replace the white with yellow and you've got the color scheme for Superman. <laughs> exactly. All right. Next, uh, we're going to go with powers. All right. Uh, br- brains over brawn, I guess, is the battle here. Yeah. I mean, they're both, they're both, uh, great tacticians. They both have hand to hand combat training. Um, mm-hmm. I think if you go by combat training, you probably give Captain America the edge because if you just from the movies alone, see how he fights in, in Cap One, then see how he fights in Avengers. And then by the time you're in Winter Soldier, he knows like every form of combat there is. He's doing capoeira, mm. kung fu, uh, he- like more pugilistic boxing style stuff. So he does everything. Uh, you know, while you were mentioning that, I thought to myself, yes, but Tony Stark can do that thing where his brain kind of slows down time and he can tell where a punch is going to go and what's going to happen when he punches this guy. You know what? That is Robert Downey Jr. as Sherlock Holmes. Never mind. <laughs> That's true. That, that was one of my favorite parts of, of yeah. those Sherlock Holmes films. When they showed him boxing or fighting yeah. and, 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 and his brain slowing. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. He doesn't uh, do that as Iron Man. He just shoots them with tiny missiles that make big explosions. Um, But Tony Stark has this vastly superior mind. Not saying that Captain doesn't have a brilliant mind. Right. Tony Stark's mind is out of control. Uh, I mean, the guy, like you said, managed to condense a giant room-sized machine into something the size of a baseball in the middle of a uh, a terrorist prison. And he holds his own in a fight with Thor, who is yes, he does a, a god who is way stronger, who uh, has that hammer. So the fact that he's able to at least hold his own speaks to him as well. But is that a power? Do you take it as he's super smart and then he has all these, uh, tech, these technological. No, I think that, I think that, I think that as much as he won the last category, we can't let his outfit carry over into the powers category. So Steve Rogers has to win this one. All right. So Cap wins for powers. I would agree with you. Um, all right, and let's do let's do one more, and then we'll take a commercial break. That sounds good. Uh, let's do okay. This will be a fun one. All right, Th- who has the stronger rogues gallery? I mean, whose collection of villains is better? I mean, it's I've had a lot of fun watching Tony Stark battle against the villains that he has battled. Sure, but. When Captain America is fighting all of the Nazis and Hydra and uh, along with the Avengers, uh, Loki, mm-hmm. and uh, his former best friend who he manages to turn back to the side of good. Like, uh-huh. I mean, that's a that's a that's a tough crew to beat. Can can Tony's collection of whimsical characters beat that? Well, here, here's the thing. The Marvel Cinematic Universe, as great as it is, and I, I still think it's, it's almost underappreciated because what they're trying to do has never been done before with a series of films. Now, Civil War is, is film number 13, uh, in a series That's of films amazing. that build an entire world. H- however, one of the weakest points of those films has been the villains. And it started with the Iron Man movies where the first two villains are basically 
guys with suits like him. So you have yeah. uh Ironmonger, the Obadiah Stane, who basically has a larger version of the Iron Man suit in Iron Man 1. Iron Man 2 mm-hmm. is, is Whiplash, which is Mickey Rourke in a version of the Iron Man suit where he's got armor and he's got the whips. Um, right. Those whips were terrifying, by the way. They were terrifying. Mickey Rourke was terrifying. Mean, it was, it, well, it was- Mickey Rourke is genuinely terrifying. <laughs> or he's gross. Like if he's in a if he's in a Joss Whedon project, he's terrifying. If he's in a Darren Aronofsky movie, he's gross. That's fair. That is that is a perfect delineation. If you made a quadrant, <laughs> it would be like how showered is he? How Whedon is this? How Aronofsky is this? <laughs> how how many colors are uh are in his hair? Yeah. Those are your sort of I, yeah, points. what's going on with his bleached hair and blonde tips yeah. with his dog the bounty hunter hair and somehow <laughs> and somehow it's an entire movie that makes you feel gross and can turn baby blue rust colored. I don't know how that movie did that. <laughs> the where there's But no it's Darren Aronofsky and uh he took something as beautiful as ballet and made me feel like I needed a shower after Black Swan. <laughs> I'm so glad we agree on Aronofsky. He's like his movies. I get it; they're important, but he's they're just gross, and they give me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, it's sort of it's the person who's talking to you and then just doesn't break eye contact, and it doesn't matter <laughs> what they've said. They could have told you how to how to cure the world's worst diseases, yeah. but all you I can want think you of, to know how real I am. Yeah, exactly. All like Ugh. all you can think of is please look away, please look away, please look away. <laughs> so even in the, right. even in the third Iron Man, okay. He's got mm-hmm. um, Aldrich Killian, who turns out to be the Mandarin. Spoiler alert. You should have seen the movie a couple of years ago before you listened to this podcast. Um, Hell, I haven't seen that one yet. Well, you're in for a real treat. Uh, no, of course I saw it. We did best comic book uh, best comic book movie. Oh, that's right. Was that's that right. on the list? It was on the list because it, it was one of the Marvel films that we covered with, that's right. with my dad, Bill. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. It was best Marvel, not comic book movie. It was yes. best Marvel movie. But um, – like you sort of forget who his bad guys were in those films. With Captain mm-hmm. America, you know it's the Red Skull and also Hitler. Yeah. And in the second one, it's Bucky Barnes. They're more layered villains. And he has the benefit of coming later. You know, there were already two Iron Man films out by the time we got one Captain America. But I think right. the Red Skull laid the foundation for for a lot of the stuff that happened later on. So we haven't really had villains who have carried over into other films for Iron Man, except for the fact that they, every time it's his past coming back to haunt him and him feeling an incredible guilt and responsibility for terrible things that are happening. Mm-hmm. So um, as far as that goes, and I, I will say this right now, I'm calling it right now. I don't think mm-hmm. that the Red Skull died at the end of, Captain America, the first Avenger. I think he was taken through a portal in space somewhere else because, of course, as we all know, the Tesseract was the space gem, which can open up a hole in space and transport people uh, across the universe. Did you just call it the space jam? (laughs) No, it's the space gem. Please don't bring up space. I'm very upset that they're making another space jam. Wait, they're what? Who's going to be in it? LeBron James, Mark, LBJ. Look, LeBron James... Is not terrible in movies. He's not. He was real good. He's really funny in Trainwreck. He's really, really good in it. But I don't want to see any more Space Jam. Do you? I mean, one is plenty. Exactly. All right. Here we are. Um, 
all right. So we're going to uh, we're let's take a break. Wait, are we we've gonna, got? Are we going to decide? Got, are we? Gonna, I feel like Captain won that one. Cap won. Cap wins enemy. All right. Let's take a break. But here's the thing, Hal, and yes. I'm I'm looking at these criteria that we've used so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, origin story, um, uh, outfit. What were the other two? The one we just did. Powers uh, and Rogues pa- Gallery. Right. Powers and Rogues Gallery. Powers was iffy because of the brain. Uh, Rogues sure. Gallery is kind of a smaller one. Mm-hmm. So I feel like at this point right now, on paper, it's three to one, Captain. Yes. But I feel like on, but in reality, it's, uh, three Clementines to one grapefruit. Cause that suit is a big one. Okay. I see what you're saying. It's, it's far you know from I mean? over. It is far from over. Far from over. This is not, this is not a runaway. Yeah. Uh, so let's take a break. We'll listen to some of the amazing podcasts that the Maximum Fun Network has to offer and we will be right back. Podcast ads assemble. Are you troubled by a lack of astute yet dick joke filled analysis of bad movies? Do you experience feelings of laughter and enjoyment when you hear three friends go off on stupid tangents? Have you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, ghost, or totally rad party dude house cat who really only exists as a sound effect? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, then pick up your podcast listening device of choice and subscribe to The Professionals. The The Flophouse. Our award-winning and usually only a little drunk staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your bad movie podcast needs. The The Flophouse. We're We're ready to make you laugh in public so that other people look at you funny. Hit it! I'm pretty sure we don't have the rights to this song. Ty is a pedantic person. I think when he pronounces these words, it's it's in a very show-off-y way. Gyro. Gyro. Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. Ayers Rock. Uluru. (laughs) (laughs) What you are witnessing is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with real cases. They call in via Skype to Judge John Hodgman's court, the real people's court. Now I call you to Judge John Hodgman's internet court. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Podcast ads disassemble. <laughs> oh, there, now there's podcast pieces everywhere, Mark. Oh, man. Did you What's even with all think these chunks of podcast? <laughs> That's my favorite cereal. Oh. Somebody, oh, look, I got a McElroy. I got a nut. Jesus, this thing's full of McElroys. <laughs> the marshmallows look like Jesse Thorne's beard. <laughs> oh, all right. So what are our next criteria that we're using? Okay. Uh, by the way, you added one. I did. Well, I had said, when we were starting listing criteria, I said, uh, coolness factor. And then yes. I was like, coolness factor. Let's break that down. And I broke that down into a bunch of categories and you slipped coolness factor back in there. Oh, I, but I do think that is, I didn't even realize that. I thought you were saying in addition, but we should talk about who is a cool. We should talk about her because that is Tony Stark. Absolutely. Tony Stark. I mean, Tony Stark, there is no one as cool. First of all, there's few people as cool as Robert Downey Jr. True. There is no one as cool as Tony Stark. Yeah, he is Tony Stark. And look, I, I get it. I, I love Cap. I think he's cool in his own way. But he does not hang out and do like a craps bender in Vegas and then yeah. get, get in a sports car and race his bodyguard back to L.A. <laughs> like he's just the coolest. Yeah. 
Like if I was going to go, if somebody, if Captain America was throwing a party on the same night as uh, Tony Stark, mm-hmm. Captain, it's going to be real cute the way you kids sit around and make s'mores. I'm going to be over at Captain's house uh, where strippers are doing somersaults off a diving board into a swimming pool filled with Chirac. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. Not only that, but like even outside of I like to party and be cool is mm-hmm. he makes the other Avengers cooler. Like he in the, the second Avengers film. Hey, did you like it when Cap could call his shield back to his arm with magnets? Guess who gave him that? Tony Stark. Yeah. You, you like some of the new arrows that Hawkeye had? Guess who probably gave him those? Tony Stark. Like he makes everybody cool. Yeah. And not only that, but his means of fighting the Hulk. In Age of Ultron was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, are the Hulk and Thor going to show up in this movie at all? Do we know? No. They supposedly do not. Although, who knows? that There could be surprises in store. There, there, It has been announced, however, that the next mm-hmm. Thor film, which is called Thor Ragnarok, will feature basically a road movie starring Thor and the Hulk. What? Yep. Okay, I gotta see that. Yes, yes you do. Start lining up now. I already have tickets to the uh, 8 p.m. and 11 p.m. showings <laughs> in 2018. We'll have fun. <sighs> okay. So. Now we, we're, we're moving on to, uh, th- this is more MCU centric. Okay. Would you say? Yes. Cause we're moving on to the team they've assembled for this. Their solo, their solo films first, the team they've assembled for this and the point of view of each team. Okay. So this is get, this is getting plot, plotier. Okay. Do we want to do movies? I, I, I feel like we should do team and then quality of movies and then point of view. Okay. Great. How do you feel about that? You like that? Okay. So let's talk about the teams. Do you want to tell us who, who is in team Iron Man and I will read off the, the roster for team cap? Why don't, why don't you read both? Cause I don't have that file open in front of me. Fair enough. Okay. So team cap is comprised of, <laughs> of course, Captain America and then our buddy Miss Clark, America, Miss America, uh, mm-hmm. America, the cast of American movie, the greatest documentary ever made. The band America, the band America, um, Amerigo Amer- Vespucci. Yep. Amer- the explorer who our country is named after um, America Ferrara. Mm hmm. And, uh, American band and the band presidents of the United States. <laughs> uh, the actual team is yes. Captain America, Clint Barton, aka Hawkeye, Sharon mm-hmm. Carter, aka uh, Agent Thirteen, who is the granddaughter of Peggy Carter, the long lost mm-hmm. love of Steve Rogers. We've got uh, the Falcon, Sam Wilson, who is his mm-hmm. his best friend and confidant. Then we've got. His childhood friend and soulmate, Bucky Barnes, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier. We've got Scott Lang, a.k.a. Ant-Man, and Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch. Pretty this solid team. This is an enormous team. That's a hugely solid team. It is. a really good team. All right. Team. Who's your – if you're if you're playing – you know, if you're if you're picking teams and you're doing the back and forth and that's your pool, who go first and second? Oh, you mean like, oh, geez, I like if that's your pool and you're going to create your own, you're going to create too many Avenger teams out of these. Uh, who do you pull for? Who's your number one pick? Who's your number two? I, I would take if, if they're going to be on the same team, I would want Ant-Man and Hawkeye together. I love yeah. those guys. 
They're both really witty. They make a good team in the comic books. And Mm -hmm. one of the best parts of the trailer is Ant-Man traveling on the tip of one of Hawkeye's arrows, which is straight out of the cover of a team-up comic book. And I'm so yeah, excited to see that's pretty amazing. It. Like, I mean, come is on. It, was it actual? Did you, do you say that meaning it would make a good one or is it actually the cover of a comic book? It is actually the cover of a comic book. They've Very done, cool. All these filmmakers have done a really good job of incorporating some of the iconic covers from comic books into the, as shots in these films without making mm-hmm. it seem too forced, which is very difficult to do. So kudos to all of the different filmmakers who have been trusted with different Marvel properties. Um, but that is, that is, uh, Team Cap, it is a very you good know Ant Man really is a great one to have on your team because he, he can do things that no other character can do. Yes. Like Falcon can do cool stuff, mm-hmm. but he's not doing really much more than uh, Tony or War Machine on the other side could do, right? Well, sure. I mean, he can fly. He's flying. Yeah, yeah. he's flying. He's firing guns. He can fight. Uh, but certainly, if you're going to go with a mechanized suit, you want Iron Man. He's got. You want Iron Man. Like, ideally, on one team would be Iron Man and Ant-Man. Oh, sure. They would be great. Then you've got, then you've got this perfect, I mean, but, you know, again, with Hawkeye, that it's, it's great. And the women on this team are solid as well. Oh, yes. Yes. Solid women. Scarlet Witch, very powerful. We don't even know the extent of her powers and Sharon. Yeah. Carter, brand new character. Super, super fun. Yes. To watch what's going to happen with this character. Okay. Uh, I do wish that he also had, uh, Fitz and Simmons and Sky, <laughs> uh, on his team. I don't know which team Fitz and Simmons are going to be on. Right. Um, but I'm on team Fitz and Simmons. Of course. They're, will they or won't they? They're adorkable. <laughs> okay. For, for all of the, for all of the Agents of Shield fans out there. Now, team Ironman. Yes. Features Tony Stark, the man himself, his best friend James Rhodey Rhodes, aka War Machine. We've got right. the Black well, Widow. For how long, for how much of the movie? We don't know. We don't know. Certainly. Uh, Cause that trailer sure makes it look like War Machine does not last. It is, you know what? Anything is possible, uh, in okay. this film. So we, we don't know. He could, for however long he's there, he is there. He, he knows how to fight. We've got. Right. War Machine's good. Yeah. And is he still military or he has forsaken military? He, by the end of Age of Ultron, he's one of the Avengers. So the assumption is he's no longer active military. Right. That he's gotcha. now an Avenger. So we've got Natasha Romanoff, aka the Black Widow. We, Great. We've got. Who is, whose, whose superpower is just that. She can kick ass like Jason Bourne. Like, yes, she's, a, she's, she a has no assassin. other superpower other than she is a complete badass. Yes. And super smart. Super smart. Pardon my language, uh, by the way. Do we ever say, do we ever say badass on this show? Uh, you've said it twice. So it's now part of the canon. All right. <laughs> I know we don't swear, but I don't know what's considered swearing anymore. I haven't worked at Disney in two years. <laughs> Since you left the office of mayor in disgrace. Yeah, since I was booted out of office, I was re- it was a recall election. <laughs> well, I fought against. Do not fight against the Main Street Teachers Union. <laughs> you should have known. You should have been I working know. harder to get their endorsement. Oh, wow. How, by the way, uh, I did you see the news today? How bad do you feel for the kids at of the hundred schools in Detroit? Uh, Ninety-seven of them were closed today because of a. Uh, a a de facto strike that happened. How bad do you feel for the three schools worth of kids that are like, sorry guys, everybody else got a snow day today, but, uh, you guys have to go to school. <laughs> oh, it would be like, it, it would be like if it snowed everywhere except for the exact path that your parents needed to take yeah. you to the school and the school itself. 
I mean, no school – like, it's yeah. not good for any school to shut down, obviously. No, it's never good, Certainly and we're making light of a very serious situation, but – If you're a kid, all as, you, yeah, kid all you brain. want is to not be in school. That's all you want. Um, and also, the way that they did this – I know we're, we're getting off topic. The way they did this was every teacher in the district, because they have a no-strike clause, every teacher in the district called in sick today. Is the way that it works, with ah. the exception of these three schools. So that was what they did. Can you imagine being on the flip side, being the kid who is sweating a test today <laughs> and finds out that not only did your teacher call in sick? Oh, thank goodness. Oh, wait, but will the substitute give us a test? Oh, no substitutes. Also, every teacher in the school called in sick and no school for anybody today. <laughs> Isn't that how the movie Outbreak starts? <laughs> Uh, anyway, Team Iron Man finishing it out. Uh, we've got the, the Wakandan prince, T'Challa, aka the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. We've got the vision, the creation of Ultron, Tony Stark, Bruce Banner, uh, with a little help from Thor. Which is, I mean, he's kind of a trump card, isn't he? He's like a Thor level of. Yes. Of uh, power. He has, he has the mind stone embedded in his forehead. He can I mean, fly, that- super strength. Uh, he's, I think his, he's laced with, um, vibranium, which makes him close to indestructible and he can phase through objects. Yeah. This, this one just because, is it vision or the vision? What it's, do we call him? It's the vision. The vision. All right. Um, that's awful cocky of him. What's your name? <laughs> the vision. All right. Vision. No, no, no. The vision. All right. Go. Okay. But I mean, ha- um, have you seen him? He's a yeah. vision. He is a good-looking guy. He ain't lying, brother. Ridiculous. Anyway. Uh, oh. I feel like just be- Oh, can there's I, more? Can I say something about the Vision quickly? So mm-hmm. the Vision, as we learned, uh, uh, this is in the comics as well, but in the film, he can alter his appearance. So you see him initially and he's mostly green or, or mostly red, and then he changes to give himself clothes. He sees that Thor has a cape, so he makes himself a cape. But one of the things that the Vision does in the comics and in these films, I guess, is to help him assimilate into human culture is he gives himself a sweater. So he's sitting there, <laughs> looks like the Vision, but dresses like you're uh, – like like the cool teacher that's like, hey, I just want to talk to you for a second. <laughs> Don't call me the Vision. Just call me Vigi. Just, just call me V. Yeah. Just call me V. Hey, what's going on in history, man? Does anybody, has anybody ever gone, uh, hey, the vision, how come you sound like Jarvis? <laughs> well, no, the, the, he was imprinted with Jarvis, so there's a reason oh, why. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forget these details. <laughs> Sorry. I just totally deflect, like I took the air out of that joke. Like a you real, really did. That was a real douche block. But you know what? Anybody who's going to know that Paul Bettany plays both is probably going to know your nerddom reason why. Yeah. Um, I was fansplaining. It's fine. You were fansplaining. All right. I think just because of the vision, Tony Stark's team wins hands down. Well, there's another reason why Tony Stark's team wins hands down. And that is because making his debut in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, I forgot about this. The one hero above all others that we've waited for for years and years. Finally, Sony caved in and allowed uh, Marvel Studios the rights to use. Uh, your friendly neighborhood wall crawling Spider Man. Oh my God! I totally thought you were going to say cockroach. I live in New York. <laughs> it's the water bug. He's finally there. <laughs> the cicada himself. No, Spider Man is part of Team Iron Man. It's right. Spider Man. 
There's the victory right yeah. there. Iron Man yeah. wins. Better team. So now we're, team. we're at three to three here. So Okay. So we've got so, point of view. We've also got quality of movies. So we're down to our final two. This could be a tie at this point, couldn't it? Let's go with uh let's go with solo films. Okay. So where do you sit on this? I mean, we've got three films to two films. Yes. Uh I think that ah, it's tough because I think individually the two Captain America films were better uh, or were were superior movies. Mm-hmm. They could stand up to any one Iron Man movie, right? And beat it, but the arc of the three Iron Man movies and what the writers and director and uh what uh Robert Downey Jr. and the everyone involved in creating that character has done mm-hmm. to give Tony Stark the arc he has had is awesome. A- absolutely. I mean, you do have to think about that, that uh, both of these characters have continued to evolve. So mm-hmm. they're in different places in every film. But but I have to say the first Iron Man is is fantastic. It's it's the godfather of all Marvel Cinematic Universe films. There would be no Captain America the First Avenger if Iron Man had not been a well-made film that had perf- that had made money. Yeah. So they made a good movie out of out of a character that was not an A-level character in in Marvel Comics. He was sort of a B character, but certainly by the time the film was made, he was not oh, like, yeah. a, a heavy hitter and he's become the centerpiece of this Marvel Cinematic Universe. That being said, I think Iron Man 2 is an okay movie, not a great movie. I, mm-hmm. I personally love Iron Man 3. I know that there are people who absolutely hate it. It is a polarizing movie. I liked it a lot. I, I did too. Mm-hmm. You and I are on the, the same page there. But it, but it has mm-hmm. um, been a controversial movie. I don't know. Is it the whole Ben Kingsley thing? Uh, well, there, there, it does feel like a cop out to make the guy who's your villain for the whole movie turn out to be an actor. Th- there are parts of it that may be part of it. I've heard people argue the comic book logic of it and, and from a character standpoint that there are certain things that don't make sense. Um, mm-hmm. but with, and without getting into that too much, I, I will say this, that I think that the first Captain America film is a triumph. It's a really well made movie. The second Captain America movie is even better. It, I, I know that, that, Guardians of the Galaxy won for right. best Marvel film, but but it, that was a close one. And yeah, you know what this uh, this one I think looking at the individual films rather than just the one performance, the one overarching performance of the actor, I think I think Downey's got that right uh, for those for that trio of movies sure. and with the, the, everybody. It takes three people to create a character: a director, a writer, and an actor, and mm-hmm. the trio. Created something magical there. But as movies go, I think you're right. I think that, uh, I think that the Captain America movies are the superior movies. Yeah. I mean, that's just, if I hear that somebody doesn't like the Winter Soldier, that tells me that they probably don't know a lot about movies or that they have really bad taste. <laughs> it tells you that their favorite Godfather was three. Yeah. Or they're like, Hey, you want a really good action movie? Go see Triple X State of the Union. Like, come on. <laughs> Come on. Get over All yourself. Right. All right. Um, well, it's four to three right now, cap over Iron Man. That means there's only one thing left, and that's point of view. Now, Mark, you you picked this as a criteria. Uh, as I one, did. Uh, tell me what you meant. Uh, what I mean is there is a – and this is – and this may be a little heavier 
than what you and I are used to covering on this show because this is the entire central debate of the movie. And it is, it's two noble ideas. Uh, one idea is that is the Tony Stark Iron Man idea that, uh, Avengers and superheroes and those with, uh, great, uh, great power and great responsibility, uh, to quote our friendly neighborhood new cast member. Right. Um, those people should be accountable to someone. Right. Uh, and the other side, Captain America's side is the argument that no, uh, that no government, no one government should be in control of all of these people with superpowers for much less, you know, treating them as if they are not also human beings. Right. Treating them as weapons, they shouldn't be in the hands of one government. Treating them as human beings, they shouldn't be controlled by one government. Well, that, yeah, and that's essential and very heavy. So let me take a right. step back from that, okay? Let's look really at their point of view and what's driving why they feel that way, okay? Okay. Here, here's how I see it. Captain America is all about doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And he recognizes that that can come with consequences, but it doesn't mean – that you stop doing what you think is right. Whereas Iron Man, Tony Stark, feels this incredible guilt. All of the things that have happened in all these films are his fault in some way. So the, the three Iron Man films are obviously something, some, uh, something from his past or, uh, yeah, basically something from his past has come back to haunt him or to try to mm-hmm. kill him or enact some evil plan. Then the first Avengers movie, it's his tower that he built. That is the apparatus that Loki uses to power the, the machine that opens up the portal in space. So that's his fault now. Then you've got, uh, in Avengers Age of Ultron, when he's shown his greatest fear by the mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch, it's that he's responsible for the entire team dying and he continues to live. And throughout it, so he creates Ultron to try and, and, and make the world better and, and keep it safe in case aliens come back again. That backfires. Then in trying to to save Sokovia, the only solution that they have is for them to vaporize it. So mm-hmm. even though they prevent the entire world from being destroyed and they get the majority of the civilians off safely, he's got to live with that guilt. So he's driven by guilt. We need oversight. Somebody's got to take care of this. This is all my fault. How can I make it better? How can I fix this? So because he's coming from that place of guilt, I think he's got – by necessity, a weaker point of view than a guy who's going, no, this is about doing the right thing. And it's um, difficult, but we've got to do it. I was leaning, I was leaning on the side of Captain in this to begin with. Again, I don't, I don't, I haven't seen the movie. I didn't read the comics of, uh, Civil War. So I don't know what the full, you know, where, where these, where these different nooks and crannies are going to go and oh, yeah. what, but, what the points of view are based, what all of the points of view are based on, but right, just right, but, but you those don't two, need to know like that. as the, right, as the team ideals. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel, I do, I, yeah, I would err on the side of, um, I would err on the side of doing right. I'd like to think generally in life. Yeah. Um, I actually read a thing today, the writers of this film, referred to not to get into actual politics mm-hmm. referred to captain america as the anti-donald trump 
which I thought was great. <laughs> so for that alone, in the in the POV column, uh, I think we got to give this to Captain. Which uh, I know that we weighed Tony Stark's Iron Man suit heavily, and we were a little bit split on the decision regarding brains or brawn mm-hmm. uh, as superpowers, but. Uh, it looks like we may have found a winner, Hal. So then let me say this. People of the world were so darn close. If you listen to this when it comes out, then I'm less than 48 hours away from sitting in a theater to watch Captain America Civil War for the first of two times that night. If you're listening to it after that, even better. I'll have seen it so many other times. I have a dork. <laughs> Darn it. And I'm proud I of it. I love you. I and know. I love you. And I want everybody out there to know all the marketing's asking you, are you team Cap? Are you team Iron Man? Well, we answered it for you. You don't have to worry about the marketing. Go see the movie. I'm sure it's a great movie. It's already certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, if that matters to you. But no matter what, when you see this film, know that you must be on team Cap because the better – Of these two characters is Captain Steve Rogers. Captain America wins. He's thrown his shield so many times. You want to talk about tech? How about a shield that can't break? That's pretty, pretty cool. Okay? I see a lot of Tony Stark suits breaking. I'm not giving the point back to him. I'm just saying I know a lot of you are going to go, what about the shield? The shield is tech. Yeah, that's what you sound like when you say that. Asked and answered. Cap wins. All right. Does that mean by by de facto you win since you're a Cap and I'm an Ironman? I like to think of it that we all win, but yes. Well, there are many more topics to discuss. <laughs> um, so please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets or check out the Maximum Fun subreddit. A flame war is happening right now. Or go to facebook.com forward slash we got this podcast or shoot us an email. Why don't you at we got this podcast at gmail.com. Huh, we have an email address. Cool. Uh, <laughs> thanks as always to Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and award winning song, respectively. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus for all these great Cap and Iron Man facts. Thank you to graphic designer Uri Kelman and as always QA engineer Jen Alba. And thank you, thank you, thank you, as always, to you, our listeners. I know that if there was a Team Gags or a Team Hal, and we both got to compile our own group of Avengers that's going to go out there and fight to save the world, you would all be on both of our teams. So we'd be fighting each other, like in Superman 3 when he's in that junkyard. So let's not And I hope you all have bizarro versions of yourself. <laughs> to Mark, fight against. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. And don't worry, everyone. We got this. We got this. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.